It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures once again. It's so good to be here with all of our listeners each day as we open up God's Word, dig deep into those rich teachings and truths, those promises, those blessings, yes, and those warnings, and even those rebukes, but all of them there because it's God's Word and He's guiding us to the best life that we can possibly live as a human being, a life that if we will follow His instructions and his guidelines, his teachings, if we will be obedient to them and live by them, it's a life that will lead us to be with him forever in heaven and with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit as well. A life where, as the scriptures teach us, there is no more pain, no more suffering, no more dying. What a great place, a place of beauty, a place that basks in the presence of God. How wonderful to contemplate, to imagine being there in heaven with God, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit. Oh, it ought to be the goal of every single one of us. And yet so many people are neglecting that part of their lives. We want to encourage you to stop neglecting and to start looking toward and walking with God. Our prayer is that as we study together each day on this program, we look at those rich teachings in the scriptures that you will have your faith become more alive because faith does come by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, and that as your faith gets stronger and richer that you'll come to God for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ repenting of your sins, confessing Christ as your Lord and Savior and God's Son, and surrendering to Him in baptism for the remission of your sins, and beginning to walk then that new life in Christ, that reborn life, that life of being a Christian, of walking with God, and a life that is directed toward eternity with Him in heaven. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you. It's great to be back today again with Dennis Stackhouse to continue to study from God's Word. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly wonderful to be here on the program with you again today. It's something that I always look forward to and consider this a real blessing to be part of this ministry. And we thank all of you for listening to the program today. As always, we appreciate you being there, and we hope that through what we study in God's Word together, it will help you become better equipped to make a more informed decision as to what you need to do to be pleasing to God in this life. And you know, Gary, the description that you were given earlier about the blessings and the beauties of heaven, those aren't for everybody. You know, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon our perspective, they're reserved for those people who commit themselves to God, for those who decide to become Christians. You know, we're told very clearly that nothing unclean will enter there. There will be no evil, no liars, no one who practices unrighteousness, etc. It's for those who've chosen to live for God. And that makes it so important, as you mentioned, that we not neglect the spiritual part of our life, which should be all of our life. We cannot neglect our salvation and hope to attain that heavenly home when our physical life comes to an end. So again, through this program, 
as we search the scriptures on a day-to-day -day basis, we do hope that you're becoming better informed in terms of making that proper decision, coming to God his way, and committing yourself to living as a Christian so that you can look forward to the blessings and the beauties of that heavenly realm. Thank you for being with us again today. And the idea of neglecting your salvation is exactly what we're studying in this particular line of study that we began last time. That's right. We're asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? Mm -hmm. That might be a question, Dennis, that kind of hits some people square between the eyes and makes them kind of jerk back and open their eyes and their ears perk up some mm -hmm. because they may not have considered the possibility that they may be neglecting their salvation. Yeah, that's right, Gary. And that might especially be the case for those who are already living a life that is, for lack of a better term, God-centered or God-fearing. People who consider themselves to be Christian, they may not think of that at all. Well, and they may call themselves Christian, but they may not be living a Christian life. Mm. And as you said, they may not be thinking about that. That's right. What do you mean neglecting my salvation? Mm -hmm. uh, I did this or I did that back when I was a little kid, mm -hmm. you know, or I had my marriage ceremony conducted in a church building mm -hmm. or when I was little, my parents took me to church services and Sunday school. Mm -hmm. uh, and they made, as you said, they made it ever considered the possibility that they're neglecting their salvation. Yeah, that's right. So it is a very important question for every one of us. Yeah, people, well, I think neglect is kind of a natural aspect of humanity. We neglect a lot of things if we're not careful. Seems like it. If we're not focused and thoughtful, I'll, I need to make sure I take care of this. I need to make sure mm -hmm. I take care of that. Mm -hmm. And as we pointed out, somebody can be driving down the road and they may put, you know, six, seven, eight, ten thousand 10,000 miles in their car. They haven't even checked the oil yeah. since the last oil change. Right. And eventually they keep doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, their engine's going to burn up. Yeah, it will. And now they're going to be out a whole lot of money mm. and maybe so much that it's worth just junking the car rather than having it fixed. That could happen. And how many relationships have been lost? Friendships, marriages, and other relationships through neglect. Mm -hmm. People just not paying proper attention to each other in that relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, Gary, I've I've thought about that and I've, I've heard people say who are authors, you know, who write for a living, you know, they may be asked in an interview, well, you know, uh, how do you get these books cranked out as quickly as you do? Or, you know, maybe they've written a number of volumes over the course of several years. How do you do it? And so many times I've heard people in that position say something to the effect that, well, I have to commit myself to writing for one hour a day or two hours a day or five hours a day, whatever the number is, they make the commitment to do that every single day. They don't neglect it. Yeah, and, and when you 
when you read about some of those authors and how many months it takes them to write a volume, mm-hmm. to me it's, it's impressive, certainly, but it's rather staggering at the same time. <laughs> It's daunting. Yes, yes. You know, and some of them, as you say, they may they may be writing. Well, that's their full time job, basically. Could well be. Yeah. Uh, How many people have lost their job because they neglected doing that job properly Mm -hmm. and giving it the proper attention? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we see it all around us. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Well. Where were you last Friday? Well, you know, I was I, I was going to go fishing with my son. Mm-hmm. You know, where were you Monday, yesterday? You didn't come in. Yeah, I wasn't feeling good, you know. Mm-hmm. And that goes on and on and on. Now, everybody needs some time to relax. Sure. They need some time to pay attention to their family relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you do that on an ongoing basis and, and neglect your job in the process, you may find yourself spending a whole lot more time with your family because you haven't got a job. That's exactly the case. And now you're not able to take care of them properly. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, the examples can go on and on and on. Sure. But the most important area of our lives that we need to really take care to not neglect is our spiritual lives. Absolutely right. We need to not neglect our spiritual lives because that can result in losing our salvation. Yes, it can. Or never obtaining it to begin with. Correct. Let's start with Hebrews chapter 2. And let's look at the first three verses there because that's something of a basic text for this particular study. We closed our program last time with that text, and I think it would be good if we begin right there. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? In the first verse there of Hebrews chapter 2, when the writer says we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, he's talking about give it proper attention. Yes, he is. Don't neglect what you've been taught Mm -hmm. spiritually. Right. And the consequence of neglecting is the last part of that verse, lest we drift away. That's correct. And we use the illustration Imagine you're out fishing and, you know, you get tired, you're in a boat, and so you get a little sleepy, so you're anchored. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of lay down the bottom of the boat and you doze off. Mm -hmm. You wake up, it's an hour or two later, and you realize the line on your anchor has broken Mm -hmm. and you can't even see land. Mm -hmm. You've drifted off maybe miles and you don't really know where you are. Yeah. You could die out there. Yeah, you sure could. Well, he's talking about spiritual death and eternal death. Mm-hmm. And then he makes the point that every transgression and disobedience receives a just reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
we're going to pay for the way that we live our lives on this earth before God. God is keeping score. Indeed he is. And then that third verse, and here's the real question, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Mm -hmm. Salvation through Jesus Christ, nothing compares with it. Not at all. Our soul's salvation, there's nothing that begins to compare. Well, if we neglect that salvation, how shall we escape? We won't. We won't. There is no escape. That's right. The judgment will be for us mm -hmm. and on us. Yes. Well, Dennis, we noted that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26 that there's nothing. He asks the rhetorical questions, what if you gained the whole world and lost your soul? Mm -hmm. It's not worth losing your soul over. No. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? Well, nothing, nothing should be right. the automatic answer yes. because nothing compares in this world to our soul mm -hmm. and to our salvation. Right. And in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46, we read Jesus using the uh, uh, illustration of a man finding a treasure in a field mm -hmm. and another man finding, he's a merchant and he finds probably the most valuable and, and perfect pearl that he'd ever found. Mm -hmm. Both men go and sell everything that they have to purchase those things. Mm -hmm. The first one to purchase that field wherein is that treasure. Mm -hmm. The other one to purchase that pearl mm -hmm. because they realize that in both cases, those things are more valuable than everything else that they have put together. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting there, Jerry, that Jesus begins both of those illustrations by saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Yes. You know, he's making the point, the kingdom of heaven is worth everything you have in order to possess it. Yes. And when he says the kingdom of heaven, boil it down, he's talking about salvation, isn't he? Absolutely our salvation, being in the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. and especially in the most real sense, and that is being with God in heaven for all of eternity. Yes, indeed. Are you neglecting your great salvation? In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, a familiar text, what does Jesus say? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus issues the invitation there. We call it the great invitation. Mm -hmm. There is no greater invitation. He says, yeah. come to me. That's right. I'll give you rest. And, mm -hmm. and basically he's saying, come to me. I've got salvation waiting for you. Yes. But you've got to come to me. Yeah. Now, if you have not yet come to Jesus for that forgiveness, for that salvation, for that relationship, as your Savior, then you're neglecting your salvation. Absolutely right. Now, there's no other way to consider it. No salvation except through Christ. That's the case, yes. What did Jesus say in John 14 and verse 6? I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. He's saying, and again, very direct statement, clearly put. No way to misunderstand it, really. He says the only way to God is through him, That's through right. Christ. That's right. When Peter was talking about Jesus in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, he talked about salvation only being in him. Yeah, that's correct. We read there, Gary, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So there is no other Savior, and there is no other way to God. No. There are people who believe in other, I don't know if they would see them as saviors or holy men of God who are kind of conduits to God. Those are false. That's right. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And there is no redemption, there is no forgiveness, there is no salvation in any other. That's what Peter said. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Yeah, that's exactly right. Only through the name of Christ. It is. Through no other name. Through, there is no other Savior. No. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 3 and reading through verse 6, what do we read there about the importance of being with Christ and in Christ. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. God wants all to be saved. Mm -hmm. Jesus wants all to be saved. Yes. Okay. Verses 3 and 4. Now, there is one God and there is one mediator mm -hmm. between God and men. Mm -hmm. And who is that? It's Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says there. Yes. And that's exactly what Jesus said in essence Back in John 14 and verse 6, mm -hmm. no one comes to the Father except through me, That's he correct. said. He's our Savior. He is. And there is no way to God except through him. And notice verse 6 says, who gave himself a ransom for all mm -hmm. to be testified in due time. Yes. He's the ransom He's the redemption price that's already been given and paid on our behalf. Mm -hmm. In John chapter 3 and verse 18, what do we read? He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And then verse 36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. If we do not believe in Jesus, then there's no hope for us. 
No, there isn't. We're talking about no eternal life. We're talking about eternal condemnation. Mm -hmm. We talked about, well, back there in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, verse 6 in specific, talks about his being the ransom for us. Mm -hmm. And in Hebrews chapter 9, it says in verse 28, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. He paid that price for us. He yes. was that offering. Mm -hmm. In verse 10 of chapter 10 in Hebrews, it says the same thing, basically. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Mm -hmm. Now, the for all there, that includes everybody. It does. And that helps us just to kind of reinforce what he said back in John chapter 14 and verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yes. You know, and as we think about Jesus being that ransom, Gary, none of us could do what he did for us. That's correct. None of us was in the position to do that. Jesus was the perfect, sinless sacrifice for sin that God demanded. And nobody else could do that for us. No, they couldn't. We can't do it for ourselves, as you said, and nobody else could do it for us. That's right. Nobody who's ever lived, nobody who's living now, nobody who will be living in the future, mm -hmm. only Jesus. That's right. He came that one time for all time. He was the ransom for all. His body, his physical life was sacrificed once for all. It was. And there is no other sacrifice. Let's look at one more verse here. In John chapter 8 and verse 24. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. The he that we must believe in here in, in, in regards to Jesus is that he is the Son of God, mm -hmm. that he is our Lord and Savior. Exactly. We must believe in him. And he said, you don't believe in me. Well, he's not going to make us believe in him. We've oh, no. talked about that before. Right. But he said, if you don't believe in me, if you choose not to believe, then you'll die in your sins. That's correct. And the wages of sin is what? It's death. Romans 6 and verse 23. Correct. So the choice is ours. Mm -hmm. But God has said there's one way to forgiveness and redemption and salvation. Mm -hmm. And that's through Jesus Christ. We must come to him. He has said, come to me, mm -hmm. all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's right. Have you come to Jesus, his way? Are you neglecting? your salvation. In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer, and it can guide you right from God's Word as to how to come to Jesus for that forgiveness and salvation. Write down that information and then contact us right away. It can change your life for eternity. 